0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosinowski and Dan Roberts on ECNZ.
1: Uh, yes indeed, the dogs are at talking and welcome into Dog Speed, Mark Rosanowski, Dan Roberts here, yes, as per label this week, nice to be back in the chair after a couple of weeks away, and Dan missed last week as well, so we're both coming in fresh, Dan, I hope you go well in that state mate.
2: Yeah, no, always good to fresh up, and uh, obviously we're side by side today, Rosso, something new?
1: We are indeed, uh, both in the Christchurch office, which is uh, rather good, on another crisp, cool Canterbury morning, another decent cracking frost, snow on the Alps, it's all lovely, uh, with the sunshine uh, out, um, Dan, quite a big week. Uh, obviously, we had the uh, the nationals at uh, at Addington on Thursday night. We'll talk about that uh, a little later. We're just trying to uh, catch up with Jared Udy. Jared has got a big team in today at uh, Monaco, and we're going to hope to get a, a few early winners. There's two meetings in the country today. Auckland Greyhound Racing Club. I'm actually calling that from 102 and. Um, Southland's already underway down there at Ascot Park. They had their first at 11.52 with Justin Evans. We'll pick up his call of race number two at 10 after 12. We'll also take in races three and four. Later in the program, going to catch up with Vanessa Townsend. Vanessa is the daughter of legendary trainer Ray Adcock, who we fearwelled at a memorial service. Dan, you were there yesterday uh, at uh, at Addington. And I must admit, coming up the uh, the escalator, apart from yourself, uh, there were some people I hadn't seen for 20, 25 years.
2: Yeah, um, <clears throat> obviously... Yeah, well, same as you, Rosso's a few familiar faces I haven't seen around, so it was a good, good to catch up with a few of those people, and good to see them there for Ray's uh, service.
1: There was quite a reunion. Uh, it almost felt like a, a QE2 park reunion. It was it was great to, to pay tribute to, to Ray because, you know, it's 11 months since he passed away now, um, but of course with uh, with COVID, we, we just haven't had the opportunity to to get together as a greyhound community and, and celebrate his life. But we did that yesterday and it was organised by uh, Vanessa Townsend and her husband, uh, Paul, and they did a terrific job to get people together. So we'll talk to De- Vanessa about uh, Ray's life, and uh, also we're going to catch up with uh, with Gary Cleave, Gary, the uh, the trainer of, of No Keeper. And those nationals on Thursday night, uh, Dan, well, we didn't know who was going to be representing New Zealand until the last couple of strides.
2: Yeah, that 700 was a cracking race. Uh, came right down to the wire, No Keeper. He's probably the deserved dog to go over and represent us in the 700 metre race, so um, it was probably... Quite fitting that he got there on the line, as much as I hate to say it, beating uh, <laughs> the old man's one, but yes. uh, no, well done to him. And uh, obviously superstar in the in the 520 was uh, super as well.
1: Yeah, so it was a tough night for the Roberts Kennel to be, in, in that regard, um, the kennel has been firing along pretty well, but of course, Roger Bale just beaten right on the line, as you say, and, uh, and tell Bingo Barley, he didn't get the kindest of runs around the first bend with Allegro Mars underneath him, and, and certainly a power superstar overcame that, uh, that slow start. But again, they put on a, a really good contest.
2: Yes, yeah, it's hard to hard to knock tell Bingo. He sort of he did everything he had to to try and put himself in the race from box 8, but uh obviously Superstar was just a bit of dog on the day. Um Roger Bale I'm not too upset about being beaten by No Keeper, you know. Just again a bit of dog on the day, but he's a deserved one to go represent us in Aussie, I think so. Good on him.
1: Yeah, uh, with all the talk about No Keeper and of course we've been, you know, talking to to Gary across the months that um you know, can you get him to Aussie? Because it, it, it looks like their stars aren't as strong as they have been in the past, that there aren't those champions like your Tornado Tears or your Fanta Bail Miata. And, and uh, and of course, this was his opportunity to get there for free, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, it only just came through. But it, he, he's a very determined dog, it seems, isn't it?
2: Yeah, he's, uh, he just, he's just got a will to win. And he, he certainly knows where the line is. And he proved that on Thursday night because he only just got there on the line. But, um, yeah, Gary's got his opportunity to go to Aussie, and I'm quite excited. I think he can compete over there in the, in the, against the top, top stayers And uh, I think he's a good chance in the Nationals. So we'll have
1: a chat to, uh, to Gary Cleave, uh on the other side of that uh, second race out of Southland because very interested to see what sort of a build-up he's going to have to that particular race. And also what Gary thinks of his racing style because, to me, Dan, looking... Uh, from the outside it just looks like he's racing a bit more down like a mm. like a genuine star as opposed to the dog that had that brilliance who you know he could lead or he could be mid-pack but he you know and he's um he was boring in on a few dogs the other day too early on
2: yeah so he sort of started coming from off the pace as uh, as opposed to his early staying days where he was sort of just leg into the lead and giving them something to chase and obviously no one could get near him but um I mean we, we've seen that he can do it from from behind so uh, I, I can't see an issue with, with his racing style nowadays as opposed to how he used to do it but mm. um, yeah he uh, he did get tangled up early and I thought it was it was nervous moments certainly oh. nervous moments I'm sure Gary's heart was in his mouth uh, <laughs> after the race I told him he better sit, sit down so we can check his blood pressure but um, <laughs> he was pretty pretty he had a big smile on his face afterwards anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah uh, they made the draw for that too after they had the national finals in Australia on Thursday uh, and he came up with box number two and Obviously, the way he is at the moment, you think uh, in, anywhere close to the rail is the way to go.
2: Yeah, I I, uh, I have a bit of banter with Gary at the track quite often, and I seen him Friday morning, and I said box two, box two, and I've never seen him let out quite a fist pump like he <laughs> did when I said box two. So he was pretty happy with that. And it's uh, it's a long it's a long way to go to go to Aussie, and and at least you're going there knowing that you've already sort of got a, a good draw to deal with. You know, you're not bloody drawn out in seven or eight in the car park trying to get around those good dogs, especially when you're going up against Australia's best. So mm. um, I'm sure you will have a lot more confidence knowing that he's got a good draw up his sleeve.
1: Yeah, no, for certain. Um, the other thing about that race, the national distance, is, is that the people that I talk to in Australia uh, seem to think that um, at the moment there just isn't that depth of stairs around. And um, from from watching the the nationals the other night, I sort of got that feeling as well. Now Super Australa, who won the the Wentworth Park heat, ran close to Tornado Tears track record, so clearly it looks the dog to beat. But outside of that, no keeper looks right in that race.
2: Yeah, like you say, the the, the depth just isn't as powerful as what it would usually be in Australia. But obviously that dog. Uh, He's got plenty of ability going close to the track record. But I definitely think no, no keeper's in contention, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him feature on the podium in that race. Yeah,
1: that would be terrific. A par with Superstar, he's out in box seven. Now, Dave Fahey uh, was at the uh, memorial service yesterday, Dan, so we were talking to him, and the dog has come out of that race with a little bit of a, a hip injury. He's got a bit of time to get him right. Um, I think he has to make a decision by, by Monday week, and, and we know the Fahys can can get on top of those things. But, um, you know, ideally for him to be taking on those top dogs he, over there in Australia, he, he needs to be 100%.
2: Yeah, definitely. You can't, you can't go, go to battle over there if you're a wee bit under, under the weather. So, um, obviously, we know how good the the Fahys are at producing a dog, and if anyone can get them back to 100% for a race like this, it's definitely going to be them. Obviously, drawing box seven's probably not going to be ideal for him, but um, you got to be on the pace in Australia anyway, yes. really, so he's going to have to come out of the box as good.
1: There were some upsets in those heats over there, Um, and of course, the thing about this race is that, um, in terms of Victoria and Sydney, where the strength tends to be, or Victoria and New South Wales, where the strength tends to be, well, there's only one state winner. Now I know that they can there's there's like a wild card Mm. uh, in there, so um, you know there's there's a couple of Sydney dogs there, but it's not like going to the Golden Easter Egg or, or a race where all the top dogs are in there, and you know there might be four from New South Wales and four four from Victoria. So in that regard, um, you know, if, if the hundred percent power superstar goes over there, then he's got to be some sort of show.
2: Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we know how good he is, and uh, he's he's proven himself here on plenty of occasions. And um, like you say, one from each state. It sort of it does make the field a wee bit easier in some regard. And then obviously a wild card. They, I think, um, they're running the million dollar chase as well, which is sort of yeah, it's. It's made the fields a bit interesting because a lot some of the better dogs have sort of chosen to to skip the Nationals Mm. as well, which Mm. uh, makes it a wee bit easier again, I suppose. Yeah,
1: no, it could be a good year for us. Of course, back in 2019, uh, your dad took Dinah Dave over to Perth, and he ran super. He ran third there, and that was a a pretty hot field.
2: Yeah, we were wrapped with him, and and I sort of thought that the trainer we stayed with, I don't think he gave us much chance until we trialled him on the track, and he he came out and ran a scintillating uh, 29.64. I remember... I remember him running down the straight track to Dad to say, you you can win this race, and he was almost surprised himself that yeah. uh, that he, we actually had a chance.
1: Fantastic. Now, look, we're just having a, wee, a bit of trouble getting hold of uh, of Jared Udy. Uh, Jared and, and Nessie have got, I think, 17 in today, I count, or maybe 16 Lethal Angels scratched, but... Um, so uh, obviously they're uh, kenneling up there, but we might be able to catch up with Jared uh, later in the program. He doesn't have a dog in the first, so we'll see if we can get him at the end of the program. Gary Cleve coming up shortly to talk about No Keeper. We'll go straight to the kennel there, and Vanessa Townsend, uh, daughter of uh, Ray Adcock as well, uh, a little later in the show. Now we're 90 seconds out from Invercargill, race number two on the card. Justin Evans calling down there. His numbers are one six four and 3, and 1 uh, is the favourite at $1.45, and that is Idle, first trained by your brother, uh, Den uh, Matt Roberts, what do you know about these uh, these idle dogs that uh, Matt's getting underway, and he's actually got a, he's got what fourth seventh four seventh of the field here, so he's yeah. got a decent shot.
2: <laughs> Old uh, young Jack Johnson's taken the team down for him on his own there, but uh, this one in the first looks tough to beat. I think he just qualified for the OTB maiden, mm. um, and he ran a, an okay fourth in the final. But you've got to take into account the dogs that are held back for that race are usually usually pretty good. So these uh, it's it's probably a drop in class, I mean, he's still in a maiden, but it's a drop in class in some regard, and he comes up with box one, so it's just going to come down to whether he handles the track.
1: Yeah, well, I just uh, having a chat with with Dave yesterday, and, uh, you know, when I mentioned the word Joe Vita, who won that maiden race, his eyes really lit up, and I think he was telling me that, um, you know, not wasn't, wasn't a great break-in or anything like that, but just flick the switch and go and boom.
2: It's always the way. Now, I've learned to never judge a dog on the way it breaks in, and uh, actually, looking back last year, I think a power Superstar won the... OTB maiden last there you year. Look how good he's gone. Some O-T-B.
1: great dogs have won it over the years, and, and you know, we're going to talk about Ray Edcop later in the show, but he used to have a pretty good record uh, in, in that race, uh, having some dogs uh, kick off their career for, from there. Okay, first league of the Quadi race, two, Southland and Otago photo finish, maiden 457 metres. Hot favourite, the one. Idle first for Matt Roberts, forty let Let's get the call, Justin Evans
0: had his chance third further back adobe don jokes on us out the back along with mr megan's number six idle bliss john allen son of sir florian's done very well here it was adobe Poppets out in front at a price favorites had his chance in third spot idle first but idle bliss came along and has got up right on the line and the shadows of the post for john allen so Sir Florian and uh, Helena Allen, of course he'll uh, have his litter mates go around a little bit later on, smoke screen and... Uh, well I'll jump
1: cool back cori- in yeah. there, there's a dog in that oh, called boy. Mr Muggins, well Mr Muggins was me and I'll tell you why, because I don't have a, uh, a live trackside screen in here so I was just watching off the phone of course that's a bit in delay <laughs> and so consequently we only got to Justin uh, for um, across the line and um, John Allen with Idle Bliss now that's a dog he's brought to Addington a couple of times Dan, and hasn't quite copped it at Addington but he's been quite good down there at Escort Park and it's a it's a nice litter, this by Surf and Funnily enough, I was talking about this yesterday. I said, where did John Allen find some Surf and <laughs> That dog's about 25 years old. <laughs> I,
2: I remember talking to him uh, a couple of years. Obviously, we sold him the brood bitch, Helena Allen, and uh, might be kicking ourselves because she's produced some pretty good dogs, and John's done a great job with the litters that he's bred. But I remember talking to him about it, and he was worried that he wouldn't get any pups because the shawl was just simply that old that he thought yep. it might be, might be past its time. But, uh, yeah, like you say, he's certainly... Certainly not one you see having many pups run around these days. No,
1: uh, it like, uh, looks like quite a nice uh, litter this anyway, and Idle Bliss is on the board at uh, start number five. Now, yeah, I'll have to uh, see if I can time it a bit better for, uh, for race number three on the card, <laughs> which is due at uh, 12.28. You at Dog Speed, Mark Rosinowski and, uh, and Dan Roberts will take a quick break here, and very shortly we're going to catch up with uh, Gary Cleve and talk about the star stayer that is No keeper. This is Dog Speed uh, with uh, GRNZ on SENZ. And at 17 after midday, we're going to take you back to Ascot Park for race number three at 12.28. Class 3 race over the 390 metres. And we will have uh, Justin Evans call about then. But before then, uh, our first guest on the show as it transpires now is going to be Gary Cleave, the trainer of No Keeper, who in a desperate finish on Thursday night, Dan Roberts won the Nationals distance at the expense of Raja Bale. We talked about it earlier. I know you're pleased that No Keeper will represent New Zealand, but uh, obviously you were been cheering for Bar- for Raja at the time.
2: I was cheering for Raja. Uh, sorry, Gary, but um, I, I was hoping that we, we held on, but obviously being beaten by No Keeper is not too upsetting, and he's the best dog, so he deserves to go represent us over mm, there.
1: Mm. OK, Gary, so look, uh, for, for us watching on and uh, hoping No Keeper would get the opportunity to represent uh, New Zealand in the, in the Nationals final on the 27th, uh, how was it for you watching that race?
3: It wasn't an enjoyable watch. Um, <laughs> I thought he'd done everything right, begun good. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of uh, jostling in that early early 100 metres and um, we were certainly further back than we would have liked. Um, <laughs> sort of know how strong he is um, over the 700s. Um, but yeah, turning for home, it was still not a given that he would get up and it was very last bob of the head that got the decision
2: i thought i thought we'd done enough gary i thought we'd really done enough to beat you but obviously that wasn't to be the case has your heart rate come down yet um i'd sort
3: of said to a few of the boys um i'd forgotten what it was like to to win a race on the on a thursday night and um as it sort of panned out on on the premier night, we sort of managed to bag four. But yeah, watching keepers race, it sort of thought, um, you know, all the emotions you go through watching a race. Um, that maybe maybe the the kennel star was the the one that was going to let us down for the evening. So um, yeah, a big big relief it's over. Um, starting to go through the the anxiety now of. Um, The reality of uh, getting organised to go to Australia, um, all that entails and fights and um, sort of keeping the dog up to his mark and um, yeah, how we actually get to Wentworth Park uh, in um, a little under two weeks' time.
1: So Gary, what is the schedule and are you likely to race him here before he heads off?
3: Um, It's a pretty tight schedule. Um, the answer to him racing again here is no. Um, He sort of had a a three-week break between races heading into the national final, and he's uh, coped with it really well. Um, A wee bit tired the next day, as to be expected. Um, But, yeah, I I think he's bounced back really good. Um, At this stage, the dogs are travelling over um, on the Tuesday, so he'll be picked up by Jet Pets Monday, Travel Tuesday. Um, there will be an opportunity to trial at Wentworth Park on the Wednesday. Um, I think a power superstar is going to have a look. Um, the, the 520 sort of uh, first corner there is sort of one you definitely need a look. Um, and him drawing box seven, um, it would be to his benefit. Um, I've opted not to trial um, and we'll just sort of go in fresh. Um, and um, yeah, just do the work at home, and um, and just keep them fresh on the other side when we when we um, get to our pace over there.
2: Yeah, you've come up with box two, Gary, and I seen you Friday morning, and you seemed pretty happy about that. So, where are your sort of confidence levels sitting leading into the race?
3: Um, realistically. Um, looking at it, you know, a dog that breaks the track record in the, the hometown, um, state finals, obviously the one to beat. Um, yeah, p- perhaps he hasn't looked as sharp in his last few races, maybe due to the draws that he's had, um, a couple of box eights over the 6.45, um, has, has sort of meant he hasn't got a nice clean run like he can. Um. Just sort of thinking back to the heat of the silver collar, where he drew nice, um, was able to sort of jump straight on the rail, and um, away he went. So he's, he can be a good, you know, free, free running, front running um, stayer, which is always a plus. A um, wee bit hard to get a line on some of the other qualifiers from other states. Um, a lot of them look like they got back in the field and run home strong. Um, then I suppose if the Aussies were looking at our final here they'd probably say the same about no keeper as well so no more more than happy with the two um, he sort of showed a tendency to be pushing down to the rail the other night so whether it was um, his doing or someone else sort of um, leaning out I don't know but um, yeah that, that first 100 metres is
1: certainly is, uh, Gary. in our know, Super Australia is that uh, dog who in the New South Wales heat went very close to Tornado Tears to track record and does on, on the face of it look the dog to beat. Looking through those other heats the other night, I didn't see anything uh, that should scare you there with no keeper, we, we hope. And um, thinking about no keeper at his 100% best, of course, and, and it's tough for us to, ha- to have to go and, and travel there. Um, Gary, do you think he's become a bit more dour? Uh, in his staying sort of this deep into his campaign or is it just kind of like what you referred to before he's had a couple of those wide draws and and he's sort of been jostled while he's been trying to settle into his spot
3: Yeah I I definitely think he would struggle sort of back in C5, 520 company Um, yeah he he definitely has become more dour it was all the unknowns as we progressed through last season um you know, the, the first time we trolled him over the tried him over the six four five, um, he was straight up against um, the New Zealand um, cup winner in Delicia Bale. Harry um, how he would sort of measure up first time against her, coming off what she had done. Um, and then all the unknowns of how he had handled the seven hundreds and how he had handled the silver collar and those sort of things. Um Yeah, whether with with just that distance racing he has um, lost a wee bit of his early speed and and become more dare. Um, It's been a very long season for him. Um, I think he's sort of had sort of 20 staying races since November, so um, he's raced a lot of miles. So, Um, yeah, he's he's developed into a very nice stayer to have in the kennel, put it that way.
2: Gary, obviously you had you had the hot favourite for the race, and, and he's been the the dominant stayer in New Zealand for the for the last season, and, and he's definitely the one that deserves to go to Aussie. What does it sort of mean, and, and how does it feel to, you to to have a dog good enough to go over to Aussie and front front up against the Aussies and, and represent New Zealand?
3: Um, it's it it's not easy. Um, yeah, like I sort of had discussions with some Aussie friends last night and you sort of start thinking about things and, um, everything entailed and, um, yeah, yeah. being so good, you sort of worry so much about the, the little things, um, where perhaps a lesser dog, um, you wouldn't sort of worry so much, um, yeah, just sort of trying to have him at his ultimate best, um, with what he's got to go through to get there, and um, you know, perform on on the night on a track that he's never been to, and um, obviously against um, some very very good stayers. So, um, I can't say it's fun. I can't <laughs> say it's fun. Um, but um, in, enjoying the challenge um, at the same time.
1: Well, we wish you well for that challenge, Gary. Um... Look, you've got, uh, you've got all of us behind you. You've got a decent cheer squad, but we're not having to do the hard work, so um, good luck with that over the next couple of weeks. As I say, we're right behind you, looking forward to seeing what he can do over there. Just before we go, what was the ultimate determination for you to, to, to decide not to trial on the track?
3: Um, just sort of talking with Jerry O'Keefe when he bought um, his tears over for the collar. Um, he sort of came over early, Um, gave the dog a a trial around Auckland Um, whether he wasn't happy um, with the way his tears went and he opted to give him a a second shorter trial and whether that was the dog's undoing Um, yeah it's you know we're we're not a we're not a pup Um, he's sort of had seventy odd starts now he, he knows what he's there to do, um, and yeah, wh- whether a trial would sort of involve um, you know the catching pen or, or what I don't know what it'd be allowed to do. So um, no, we'll, we'll do do the work at home this week, and um, yeah, travel on Tuesday and um, maybe a, a couple of free free gallops at. Um, our base, and that um, will do him
1: Excellent. Hey, Gary, look, I uh, really appreciate your time this morning. Congratulations to you, to Gayleen, to the team, and uh, on getting No Keeper through to this stage, and all the very best for the next fortnight.
3: Mate, very much appreciate it.
1: It's Gary Cleave there, trainer of uh, No Keeper. He's 35 from 67 uh, now, and over the distance, 20 from 22. Truly remarkable. We'll represent New Zealand at Wentworth Park. Greyhound Racing time. Race number three, Escort Park. Let's join Justin Evans.
0: For race number three, find us on Twitter at SGRC Info. Favourite here, 350, Adobe Kedom, Uri Luck, 450, Shane Baxter, who's been winning them. In a row at 5.50, set to go, ready and racing, getting away quickly, Jocelyn and uh, Luck out wide. Here we go, Mr. Festus, pause it on. Mr. Festus, Jocelyn, home Sparkle, third fuller by Title Tapestry, Shane Baxter. Adobe Kid looking to weave between runners out the back, and Murie Luck along with Sozin's Queen on the turn. Jocelyn swings wide, home Sparkle, and now Title Tapestry up the inside. Title Tapestry goes to the lead, got there to beat home Sparkle. Adobe Kid, third fuller by Jocelyn and Murieluck, Susan's Queen, Mr. Festus knocked up along with Shane Baxter. It'll be one of the last ten. John Allen goes.
2: Back
1: oh, to back John to Allen play. has done it again. Uh, title tapestry out of Helena Allen, like his previous winner, but from a much older litter. This one by Fabregas, So, uh, John for a decent day it seems.
2: Yes, yeah, looking that way. As we alluded to, she's been a good wee producer, and mm. John's done a great job with uh, with the litters he's bred out of Helena Allen, and. Gets another one
1: on the board. Yeah, this dog doesn't win out of turn. Six from 52, but three wins in the last half a dozen starts there. Looks like uh, two, three, five, and one. The way they have crossed in race three. We'll bring you one more from the Southland Greyhound meeting on the show. Towards the end of the show, race number four set down for 12.54. It is 29 after 12. We're going to take a break here on Dog Speed with SCNZ. And on the other side, we're going to have a chat with Vanessa Townsend, Uh, She's the daughter of uh, Ray Adcock. Ray, a a legendary trainer uh, who passed away on the 10th of September 2021. But it wasn't until yesterday at Addington Raceway that we were all able to gather as a greyhound community to uh, celebrate his life. Back with Vanessa right after this. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, LoveGreyhounds.org.nz. There's just some gorgeous videos on there of greyhounds as pups and... Their growth stage right through to adults. Don't forget grnz.co.nz, all the form that you need for today. There's two meetings in the country. Obviously, uh, the Southland Greyhounds. We've brought you uh, a couple of commentaries there 12 race card there, also 12 coming out of Monaco Stadium. Auckland Greyhound Racing Club will catch up with uh, Jared Udi at the back end of the program for some thoughts on a couple of his and uh, Nessie Cottom's uh, key runners there. For now, though, we're going to reflect on the life of Raymond Harold Adcock. Ray, as we knew him, he did pass away on the 10th of September uh, last year, but because of what was happening at the time around uh, COVID restrictions and and lockdowns, we haven't been able to come together as a Greyhound community to celebrate the life of Ray uh, until yesterday at Addington Raceway, and it was a privilege for me to be able to be uh, one of the uh, speakers who... Uh, talked about our, our time with Ray but his life story was told by his daughter Vanessa Townsend and Vanessa kindly joins us now. Vanessa firstly thanks to you, to Paul, to the family for the opportunity yesterday for us to gather. It's, it's been a long time in the making and a, and a difficult time for you but I know you were very determined for us to be able to have that opportunity uh, so thank you and how, how do you feel today? Is it, is it one of kind of relief that, that um, you've managed to to, to get it done, and uh, we've been able to do it without uh, too many restrictions in the way.
4: Yes, most definitely, and thank you. The feeling is mutual. It was an honour to have you speaking as well, Mark. You're a wonderful speaker, as as always, and um, it was fantastic that you bring so much humour to the day. Um, yes, yes, it is a relief to finally be there, and the mixed emotions today, of course. Sort of, I will probably be unleashing quite a few this week, I'd say. Um, mm-hmm. it, was a, yeah, it was a wonderful day to... Um, to have it the sun was shining the mountains were covered in snow and and it was great to have uh, such wonderful people coming to the day a lot a lot from from way back uh, people special to me and people special to my father yeah it was wonderful
1: Vanessa how was it for you emotionally telling his life story 11 months after he passed away so obviously you went through that uh, initial grief and 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 the private funeral as it was um but then 11 months down the track to have everybody together again was that was that tough for you or was it or was it a good process for you
4: it was actually it was actually really good I surprised myself I was quite composed I was more um, this time around more excited to tell the story whereas last time obviously I wanted to tell the story with um, from my heart but actually there was a, a lot of emotions resting at, at that point in time so this time around I felt more excited. Uh, and when I each time I got over a hurdle where I knew I was upset the last time, I, I was praising myself and um, yeah just obviously at the very last bit of course when I was touching on personal personal uh, comments, that's when it sort of got me at the end naturally. So um, yeah no I was really proud to get through it and so that everyone could sort of hear hear how much he, he accomplished in, in yeah. his 87 years.
1: I think that was a key thing like for, for me, I mean obviously I came to know Ray in the mid to late 80s and um, and obviously the stuff that happened before that uh, in his life quite a, kind of news to me and I, I do appreciate that about going to a memorial service and hearing about that part of life um, that I, I didn't know about. I was absolutely amazed coming uh, into the raceway uh, yesterday, Vanessa, it was almost like a Kiwi 2 Park reunion, and we haven't raced there since 1997. I'm just wondering how you managed to uh, to, to find those people, many of whom I haven't seen for, for two decades and more.
4: Oh, I know. It astonished me, actually. It totally blew me away. You know, I ran into the likes of um, Tanya McClay, so Jackie and Peter McClay's um, daughter. And, you know, so to me, Jackie and Peter McClay just made kenneling and, and just the prep for the race going out onto the track just fun and just a place to be you know it just yeah they really were the spirit uh, along with others of course but just you know in terms of um those two and also you know i i saw when i was I glanced over to the memorial book and i thought oh my goodness um david butts and and um Todd Butts are here, and I said, like, "Oh my goodness, you know." And then I and I was trying to look around in the crowd at the time, but I couldn't see them. But I ran into Ann Butts, their mother, and of course, Ann Butts, John Butts, and the family were huge um, connection with um, our family. And the kids, the boys, used to babysit us, you know, when Mum my, my and, and Leon, um, Leonie and Ray were going out and that sort of thing. So it was a real honour to actually know that they'd come, and I hadn't told them, so they obviously got wind, and that was great to see them. Along with all the yeah
1: others. Oh, fantastic of course uh, Ray uh trained a a galaxy winner he's a cracker for uh for the late John butts who was a, a terrific fellow um in in terms of Ray adcock uh people obviously in the greyhound community will know him as a, a trainer who bridged that gap between sort of uh, hobby training and professional training and, and set that early standard obviously the 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 game has changed dramatically since then but Vanessa aside from uh, the greyhound feats and his meticulous attention to detail. Um, just, can you describe us, uh, just Ray and what he meant to you in a, in a father daughter scenario?
4: Yeah. So he was. He he always he's always sort of had this thing over him that he wasn't. He wasn't. He kept saying, "Oh, he wasn't there. He wasn't there." And I say, you know, and and in, in his head, he didn't think he was. Um, you know, giving him his giving us his time as he thought he should, but I tried to explain to him. He gave it to me in spades, just not in the way that he thought was probably, you know, um, the way that was expected that people would give it. You know, he gave me knowledge. He gave me how to be respectful. You know, he taught me the art of listening, how powerful listening is to talking, knowing when to speak, um, you know, how to basically... Um, you know, be passionate about something and to persevere with it and to be determined. And, you know, in order to succeed, it's not necessarily about the ultimate end game. It's about how you you learn from other people. You allow yourself to be impacted by other people. You gain the knowledge to then later share it to others and then ultimately impact others along the way. So, you know, he and, and that's why I tried to explain to him, you know, he was very much a doer You know, it was an active, an active, he was very loving, don't get me wrong. But, you know, it was an active relationship. So I learned a lot by observing and being part of his everyday life, basically. And he was always my sounding board. Um, You know, we talked pretty much every day. um, And, you know, if I had a problem, we'd talk out, you know, we'd come up with solutions. So it was always, um, yeah, it was always great to just have that person that you could turn to and it could be anything. So he never judged um, and he was always very frank and, and but open-minded and always very fair and sometimes you'd be like, oh, that was a little harsh, but then the next day, or I'd say, oh, sure, if I agree with that, but then the next day if I thought it over and, and absorbed what he was telling me, I was like, yeah, actually, know, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yep. he was, he- um, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: He used to challenge me as well, and I I actually did appreciate that. Like you say, it was uh, it was something that was I found very powerful. Um, you always like friends who are, you know, it's great to have a pat on the back, but you know, occasionally we need to be challenged and asked questions of as well. And and uh, and Ray certainly did that. Um, and he was a great friend to many, clearly. And those who spoke yesterday, you could tell uh, the the passion um, that they spoke with. Was very real, um, Vanessa. There's a couple of dogs still racing in his estate now. The Christchurch Greyhound Racing Club have a memorial race in his honour, which was raced uh, recently over the extreme distance, and that'll be carried on in the future as well. Um, we're going to get to see you uh, on the track from time to time.
4: Most definitely, yes. No, that is a journey which I'm thoroughly enjoying with Fay Lockhart. Um, yeah, it's and it's so you know, and I wanted to make sure that Ray's name was announced. Um, what no. So I haven't changed that That's why it stayed as the estate So yeah It's, it's a, yeah just an exciting journey Because uh, I originally had some dogs with Ray And, and um, we had some winners But well, they didn't seem to quite have that Long long life in them So um, such a delight That um, Faye and I are enjoying that Of course with Tony Hart And the team training them to the high standard And following on with Ray's legacy Which is such an honour um, And so, yeah, we definitely, we've made a few made a few nights where, and day trips where they've turned on the talent for us and, and um, one on the day or one on the night. So we'll definitely be um, making sure we continue to be part of the action <laughs> and enjoy yeah. that journey because we're ultimately just, we're in for the ride. We're not, you know, like, for us, it doesn't matter where they go as long as they're, they're fit, they're, they're not injured, Um, So, placing is a bonus.
1: Excellent. Hey, Vanessa, we really appreciate your your time this morning and, indeed, the effort from you and from from Paul and the family for uh, putting that memorial service uh, together yesterday. We wish you all the best and hope to see you at the track soon.
4: Oh, thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity to speak. Um, You take care.
1: Will do. That's uh, Vanessa Townsend, daughter of Ray Adcock, who we farewell yesterday at a memorial service here at Addington Raceway. 12.44, just like that. We've got another race coming up at Ascot Park, 12.54. Before then, we're going to try and find a couple of winners with Jared Udy. Uh, out of the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club at Monaco, Back soon. (laughs) And if you want to chase up some form for today's two meetings, Southland Greyhound Racing Club and Auckland Greyhound Racing Club, go to grnz.co.nz. You can look at all of the race replays there, the stewards reports, all manner of things there for you if you want to get involved in greyhound racing opportunity through... There now, let's find some winners for today up there at Monaco Stadium. Got Jared Udi on the line, Dan Roberts. Um, he's got some uh, some fairly interesting dogs in, particularly a former Greyhound of the Year in, in Buddy
2: Boom. Yeah, good to see Buddy Boom back back at the racetrack again. Obviously, he's uh, been a champion, champion dog over the years, and of course, he's, he's probably the pin up boy of Jared's kennel. Um, he's coming back from a year off, he's had two spaced out runs. Jared, it'd be good to get your thoughts around Buddy Boom in race three today. Yeah, he's,
5: uh, he's working really good. The old boy reckons he's here. He hasn't had enough yet. Um, trialling real good, like still trialling 1840s. Um, he had a, a year off and come back and run 1860 first up or something. So he's still he's still got it. Just um, he's probably racing him uh, uh, not so often. He's sort of playing up in the boxes a bit. So that's we try to up his work a little bit. Hopefully he settles in the boxes and can come out with them today.
2: He um he's come up with box four. He's been spicked in from from three eighty to three dollars. So if he can go eighteen forty, he's obviously in with a good chance and he's coming up coming up to the age of five now. Has he got a spot on your couch when he finally retires?
5: Oh for sure, mate, he's going nowhere. We've got got a, a few girlfriends at home waiting for him, mate, so <laughs> he'll be around for a while.
2: Now, you've got another couple of runners in race 11, Wild Kiwi and Mintaz. Now, Mintaz has had a pretty sound start to her career. Comes up $2.40 favourite from Box 8. Do you think she'll handle it from out there? He, um, he
5: He's uh, he's, a, he's a really smart dog. He's still young, and, and by his galloping action, he's still quite green. Um, a very, very quick dog, um, without a doubt. Uh, it's whether he's uh, quick enough to to get out with the likes of, um, although Wild Kiwi's been a little bit disappointed, he's, uh, he's a real hard dog to get a line on because when he trials, he, he, um, first, his first sections just aren't there when he's got no competition to try and get in front. So I would expect Wild Kiwi to come out fairly quickly, um, and it's it's whether old Mintaz can hang with him, but he, he's definitely something to watch um, as he matures.
1: Looks like a really nice litter there, Jared, the thrilling Boris uh, Trevitt litter. And uh, Mintaz is at uh, the beginning of his career, hasn't turned two yet, while Kiwi's four and has had 100 starts. While Kiwi hasn't raced since uh, the end of May, a 23-race winner, what's been up with him?
5: Oh, so we had some... Uh, he broke down in the railway. He, he, he jumped to the front of the railway and put a few links on them and broke down coming up the... Sh- um, and it was wrist and ducal issues, so... Um, yeah, we've got that all, all put to bed, and um, he's, he's had a couple of trials up here, but like I say, he's really hard to get a line on because he just he just doesn't put in early when there's nothing, no
1: competition around. Yeah, really good to see him uh, back today. Hope you're, uh, you two don't get in each other's way there, but certainly learning experience for Mintaz. Sure. <laughs> just on that thrilling Boris Trey Vietlet, uh, you've got Lethal Angel, he's looked really good too, but scratched today. What's up there? Oh,
5: so she um, come in season before her start on um, Thursday. So we had to scratch her from Thursday, and she's yeah, she's got a twenty-eight day stand down. So, um, I like I always say, make those natural uh, those natural breaks are always better than than an injury break. So, mm.
1: um, she um, she she led for a good while over the five hundred and twenty-seven meters. She got swamped, but she wasn't that far away. Do you think she's going to get the middle distance okay?
5: Oh, absolutely, she will. Um, uh, I don't know, Nisi and I, uh, we ended up catching the COVID um, before that and um, we couldn't really put in the, the track work that we wanted with her. We sort of couldn't do enough at home. Um, so she was, she was, you know, pretty much underdone for that one. Um, 100% she'll get the 500. It's just, uh, she, we'll just work her up while she's off. Well, you know, once she stops um, in season, we'll work her up
1: again and, and have another crack, but absolutely she'll get it. Mm. Hey, I'm just in that race, she was going to be in race six, but you've got great work and jam-packed. Uh, I'm calling today, I've ended up putting great work on top. Uh, I just want you to tell me I've done the right thing there.
5: Uh, I'm leaning towards him, uh, as you know, he's a dog that if he can find the rail, he'll just push all day, like, he's absolutely hopeless off the rail, once he's on the rail, he'll, he'll, he'll have a crack at anything, you know, so um, I think so. Um, Jam-packed, I always ride her off and she always proves me wrong. Um, so, yeah, she's, she can she can actually jump when she wants to and um, she's probably a lot fitter now than when she was going 500 here a while back. So, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one, but I'll, I'm sort of leaning towards great work for us.
1: Okay. Hey, look, all the best, Jared. No, you're really busy there. I really appreciate your time. All the best today, especially with Buddy Boom. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, like Nici will be happy if he if he can run a good one because
5: he's put in a lot of hours on um on Buddy, so I, I hope he goes good for her too.
1: Excellent. Hey, that's Jared Duty, uh, who along with Nessie Cottam got a big team in today. Right, we're off to uh, Invercargill, eh? Scott Park, race number four with Justin Evans. Lost to you,
0: set to go. We're ready. Race four. And away. Getting away quickly. Homebush Liam up on the inside. Homebush Red and driving between them. Vignon. It's a line of three. Vignon to the lead and tough to stop from Homebush Red. Back in third Amuri early. Homebush Liam back to fourth. Fuller by Homebush Bun. Further back Kipcho impressing Mario. Material Meg. Vignon in front. led at a length. Amuri early tries hard. Vignon digs in. Oh John Allen. Three in a row sir. One at a length on Amuri early. Third over was Homebush Red. Homebush Bun. Homebush Liam. Kip Joe out the back, impressive Mario Material Meg.
1: Wow, what a day for John Allen here, Uh, Dan Roberts. This is another from the older litter, the Fabregas Helena Allen and Vignon. Hadn't raced since April, marvellous!
2: Yeah, three on the trot. And I see he's got Pepper Chimes going around a bit later on, a short price favourite. So he might be able to bag four for the day.
1: Anything's looking possible now. Hey Dan, good to be in the uh, Christchurch studio with you today. But that's uh, a wrap on another very, very busy show.
2: Yeah, been a bit busy week with the Nationals and whatnot, so it's good to get the wrap-up done for that, and it's been a pleasure sitting beside you.
1: good Oh, OK, we'll be in different venues next week, but looking forward to it nonetheless. We'll be back with Dog Speed in seven days' time with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. And until then, until we meet again, Dog Speed to you.
5: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So
1: we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it.